0: My name is Michael Bosey. Welcome to the podcast, Marketing Without the Marketing, where I try to teach you everything that I know as a practitioner about content marketing in little 10-minute segments. Now, if you've been following along, you know that I've been doing this social media strategy series uh, where I kind of do a deep dive into each of the different social platforms and strategies just to help you decide as a small business, hey, is this thing right for me or not? What should my strategy be? And I try to just cut right through it uh, cover about 10 minutes on each. Well, all right, I've gone over <laughs> on quite a, a few of them, but uh, but that's the spirit of it anyway. So hope that you found that to be valuable. But, you know, I just had this experience last week, which made me want to circle back to Twitter for a second. Uh, let me share this with you. I was just at a conference. This was last weekend. Uh, it was in Denver and it was called the Digital Commerce Summit. And the purpose of this was to learn how to produce and then market and sell digital products. And it was hosted by the, the folks at Rainmaker Digital and just a great lineup of speakers, a ton of folks who I respect quite a bit, folks like Rand Fishkin, who did the, uh, the keynote, uh, but then Jared Morris, who's sort of my podcast mentor, if you will; Joanna Penn, who I've followed for years, who's just a, a huge advocate for for authors and other uh, folks who are, are uh, writing either fiction or nonfiction; uh, Brian Clark, who runs Rainmaker Digital, who I've followed for years as a part of Copy Blogger; uh, Kevin Lee from from Buffer; Jeff Walker of the Product Launch Formula. I mean, just an amazing array of speakers. And, uh, you know, I knew that was going to be valuable. But what surprised me actually was the participants. You know, there were about 400 people in attendance. I'm I'm making a guess here. Um, And they were all kind of like me, right? So meaning they were small business owners who had real struggles, real issues, all the things that are both exciting and frustrating about running your own small business. And I just got so much out of the conversations that I had with this group because, you know, sometimes when you're doing the small business thing, uh, it can feel sort of like you're there alone. You're trying to figure all this stuff out. And here was this group of people uh, who were just so great to talk to and to get to know. And it was a really, really valuable thing about the conference. Now, how does this relate to Twitter? Well, we had two ways of communicating with one another throughout the conference. And that was Twitter and then a private Facebook group. And the thing that this illuminated for me is the stark differences between the two and also just the sort of the highlight of Twitter as a platform that is still very, very relevant. I mean, think of all the news that you've heard recently about Twitter and that it's flagging, the numbers are down, they can't monetize it. Hey, look, it was up for sale uh, last month And if you remember uh, Google, Salesforce, Disney, I mean, these were all folks were vying for it and no action was taken. I mean, the the guys at Twitter put on kind of an artificial uh, endpoint to this to, I don't know, maybe push some urgency, but it, look, it didn't work. So Twitter stays where it is for now. And, you know, there's been all this sort of negative stuff about Twitter. And to me, being at this conference last weekend just showed how relevant it is. Let me give you the experience that I had with it so that you'll you'll understand this. So, okay. So we had these two ways of communicating. One was using Twitter with a hashtag. So that hashtag, by the way, is DCS, as in Digital Commerce Summit. DCS 2016 and of course you can follow that hashtag on Twitter go back to the archive see the photos that people have shared uh, The quotes from the speakers other experiences, you know, you can sort of feel like you were there, right? Because people are sort of creating a live record of it And then there was a Facebook group, which was a private group only for the attendees and the folks who were putting on on the show Uh, And I did a whole episode on Facebook Groups as sort of a marketing tool. That was the uh, last week's episode, so I urge you to check that out. And Facebook Groups is is one of the best ways to use Facebook uh, just because it gets away from that sort of curated feed aspect. In other words, when you post to a group, uh, everyone sees it and it's in everyone's feed. And not only that, provided that you have things set up this way, but it it is an opt-out option, um, you'll get notified about it so it is a really good tool for that but with my experience you know everyone was using the facebook group before the conference we were invited to do that and then of course they urged us to to join that during the the sessions and then after the conference too and in my experience it tended to function best after we knew one another, right? So in other words, on the way home from the conference and in the past uh, few days after I got back from the conference, a bunch of folks were posting things there and it's, it's sort of a way to stay in touch with all these folks uh, that we met. Now, Twitter, on the other hand, was really, really good for real time. And I think that that's where the best uh, chatter was going on. I think that's where, you know, if you wanted to attend the conference virtually, like you couldn't be there in Denver this was the best option because people were doing this in real time. There was a great conversation going, uh, not only between the participants, but you could see some folks from outside actually commenting on this too. So in other words, if I were to post something, not only might I get some uh, activity or some chatter back and forth, Um, But also it would open the discussion to my followers, too. So other people could sort of enter in on the discussion, which was very, very cool. And all that was really good for happening in real time. So it's almost like the Facebook group functioned pretty well before the conference and then really well after the conference, while Twitter really was the best tool during, uh, during the conference itself. Now this is not surprising because look, this is Twitter's persistent superpower. No one does real time in the same way that that Twitter does, and it comes down to one thing really, which it is the the social network who has really stuck to its guns on having this the you know an uncurated feed. And of course, keep in mind, Twitter gets knocked for this right where it's just like oh, it's the fire hose of content. And, you know, it's not trying to decide via algorithm what is most relevant to you. Now, of course, Facebook is probably the one who is the most advanced at this and has done this uh, the most intensively, you know, and and there's good reason for them doing that, right? They want to keep people on the platform. Think of what they want, right? They want people to stay on the platform. They want them to be in the environment uh, so that they can collect data and so that they can serve up ads Uh, to folks, right? So and the way that that functions best for Facebook is to make sure that they keep giving you relevant content. Now, of course, you could argue the backside too, right? Which is just that it becomes an echo chamber. And that is certainly true. And the outcome of something like Facebook, where you're messing with folks feeds. And look, I appreciate Twitter about this. I feel like, hey, look, show me everything and I'll use the tools to manage it. Right. So in other words, the only way to get around Twitter as firehose, which it is, (laughs) is to use something like Twitter lists where you, you know, you, you group people together so that you can say, all right, here, this group of people I want to hear from in this particular way and this other group of people I want to hear from in a different way. Let me give you an example of how that works in my feed. So for instance, I have in my audience tends to be small business owners and then authors right? People who are writing books. I then can keep a list of each of those, right? So I have a list that is for folks who are uh, small business owners. And then I have a list that is for people who are writers and authors. And that way, if I want to check in with uh, my community, I can look at only that list and see only that, you know, sort of self-curated feed. I also have another one, which is immensely valuable to me. It's uh, this one's actually a public list, uh, which is called consistently good content, which means these are people who are just sharing stuff that is valuable all the time. So occasionally, if I want to use this more as a news feed, I use that one because, you know, these are all people who I trust to personally curate good stuff. Right. So that's that's how I use that. And I appreciate that Twitter is not trying to overmanage that. I appreciate that I get to set that, and that's really important to me. Now, Facebook, on the other hand, and Instagram, who just started this uh, fairly recently, and of course, it is a Facebook property, right? So you would expect this, but you know they highly curate your feed. Now, think about this: when you're watching something in real time, like say the presidential debates or a baseball game in the in the playoffs, right? And you need to respond to something in real time, there was just a great play, uh, you know, a walk off home run, whatever. You're going to choose Twitter, right? Because if you send something to Facebook, one, it's not guaranteed that everybody's going to see it. And two, it might be delayed because Facebook's made a determination that that's not the most important thing to serve up to your audience. I don't really like that, <laughs> you know? I mean, for responding to these things that are these community events in real time, you know, this is why Twitter is still the best at this, and I, I do appreciate that they've doubled down on this. Now, think about this. We, at this conference, or the conference organizers, really decided that it would be these two major social networks that we'd use, Twitter and Facebook. That's logical. But what's your other option, right? I mean, LinkedIn? You know, this was sort of a business to business focused on on, uh, business owners, right? So you'd you'd assume maybe LinkedIn would be good. But can you imagine using LinkedIn for, uh, for a conference? I mean, LinkedIn is an almost completely asynchronous platform. And you know they're not very good at notifications, and I always joke that they, you know, the only thing they notify you about is is the work anniversary, which is about the worst reason to actually, uh, you know, put something in my email inbox. Um, but LinkedIn would be terrible for a conference. Google Plus. I mean, come on, that's really, or at least in the way that I use it, for SEO purposes only, just to provide more hooks for the Google search engine. Same thing with the other Google property, YouTube, right? Completely asynchronous, no real-time aspect at all. Now, then there's Snapchat, right? Now, of course, Snapchat is on the rise and everyone's excited about this. But look, in the way that I look at this, it's number one virtue is that it is asynchronous, right? So it kind of puts control in the user's hands, which I really like, right? So in other words... I will tune in to the people who I follow when I want to, right? So that's just in philosophy. That's a little different than real time. And of course, the kind of cool thing too, is it puts some scarcity and some urgency in there for the creator, which is great. I mean, that's one of its its huge strengths and it's pretty good for folks who, you know, are following, let's say folks who are following me and I'm Snapchatting the conference. Great. Uh, they can see this from outside the conference, but for that sort of hands-on with the other attendees in the conference, it's still not the best tool. And I guess I should mention Pinterest too, because Pinterest could be really good for conferences because they, they don't mess with your feed either. It's not a, a curated feed. And of course, it's image-based. So you could snap photos of, say, you know the speaker's uh, slide deck uh, up on stage and you could share those, but no one thinks of Pinterest as a, as a real-time platform. And of course, I got to mention live broadcasting, right? Because this, you know, this is still in its infancy and it's going to get better and better. I mean, it's just it's going to be really, really interesting in the future. Um, So take something like Facebook Live, for instance, you know, that's starting to take off, I think. My experience with it so far is it's still very slow and choppy on the tech. It's, it still feels heavy and kind of slow and burdened, but, you know, don't count Facebook out for sure. And then there's Periscope, which, you know, in my view, these are the guys who have gotten this right. And it's not surprising since it's the Twitter guys behind this, um, you know, they're doing real-time broadcasting using this this app. But again, the way that you would use this would be very, very different than trying to participate with other attendees at the conference, right? Live broadcast would be a way to share it outside. So think about this. If you're looking at Twitter's superpower, it's real time and the ability to to just use this for a conference and be able to communicate with the other attendees. I mean... There is no other platform that does this as well. and This is why I call this Twitter's persistent superpower. And this just became super, super clear to me when I was at this conference. And I just thought I would share this. So I guess the reason for this whole episode was just to show you that, look, I, I think Twitter going to be around for a while because it has these things that, that are still important and are still unique and still they do better than others. So what does that mean for you and your marketing? Well, look, it means Twitter's still worth the investment of time. You know, if you sort of succumb to the fads and the sort of the rumor mill that says that Twitter's on the decline, you know, I think that's a bad idea because I think that, look, the Twitter guys have been really, really clever about, you know, trying to tweak their own platform, but also to either uh, purchase properties like Periscope or start new things uh, like Medium. And I just feel like these guys have stuck to their philosophical guns, if you will, and are really, really sort of doubling down on this real-time aspect. And, of course, look, real-time events, these are the things that connect us. Think of, I mentioned sporting events before, where you have all these people, fans of a particular team or just watching a particular event. Uh, Those things are, look, those are shared experiences. And it gives us this sense of connection to come together as a community and share this in real time, not in the asynchronous way. Now, again, you know, doing things asynchronously can be really valuable because, like I said before, it puts control in the user's hands, which I like a lot. But for these shared experiences and for these things, when you're all together in one place, Twitter's still great. So for you who are investing in this, in your business, putting a bunch of time in this to grow your audience, to produce good content, to help, you know, put things out there that are going to be valuable to an audience and to serve that audience, Twitter's still great for that. So really, that's what I wanted to to share here was just, you know, this experience, being there live in Denver with a bunch of great people and being able to connect with them in real time. uh, It just it just became really, really clear uh, that Twitter was was still valuable and wanted to share that with you. All right. So look, I hope that you found this to be valuable. Just this one perspective, I would love to hear uh, your take on this. You know, do you agree with this? Have you experienced this recently? Uh, have you used other platforms? You know, I just went through a bunch of them that were, I, I think are not that helpful uh, for, for the type of thing that I'm describing. But maybe you've had a different experience. I would love to hear that. So anyway, thanks very much for listening. As always, I really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week.